Hey there, welcome to the Women's Business Workshop Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Walker, business coach, speaker, and accountability group leader. Here, female entrepreneurs and business owners like yourself can find help getting more focused and strategic in their business so that you can bring in more profit and get more time with your family. Today's topic is how to plan to be productive when things are busy, crazy, or unpredictable. I'm sure no one's feeling that right now, right? (laughs) Things are definitely unpredictable right now, but we're getting through it day by day. So I want to talk to you about how you can prepare for these times when you feel like there's just way too much going on, or you're emotionally drained, or you just feel like there's just too much on your plate right now. And We need to talk about this because you are in charge of your business and we don't usually have the luxury of just not showing up for our business for great lengths of time because things are too busy or crazy. There's a time for rest and there is a time for self-care, but there's also a time to show up. So today we're going to talk about the things that you can do to set yourself up for success during times like we're experiencing right now. And what it's really about is spending a little time preventatively to make the times you do show up more productive. So yes, it's a little upfront time, but it will save you a lot of time in the long run and it'll help you work smarter and more focused. So first suggestion, now you've probably heard this a million times because I have, but we're going to take this tip and take it to another level and make it more insightful and effective. What I'm talking about is mapping out your week. But wait, don't don't fast forward. I know you've heard it before, but the way we've been doing it might not be enough. So lately, I have been feeling like I'm either always working or never working, and sometimes even in the same day, which doesn't really make sense, but I think you guys can relate to that. It just feels like you are constantly working and not really getting much done, or you just have this feeling that you're just kind of spinning your wheels and you're not really getting anything completed. So I decided um, with some help of my coach that I was going to audit how I was planning and how I was using my time on a weekly basis. And you guys, I've done this before. This is not the first time I've done a time audit, but I think right now is a unique time. And I know August, at least for us, there's just feels like there's people going in all different directions at the end of August with kids going to college and school starting or maybe not starting or being online or maybe not being online. Um, There's just a lot a lot going on. So I thought it would probably be a good time to really get a true read of where my time was going, even though I know I had done that before. So if you haven't done one lately, you guys, I really would recommend it. So after doing that and seeing where my time was going and why it felt like I was always working and never working at the same time, I got some good insights. So after that week, then I decided to approach my planning my week a little differently. So this is what I did. There's three things that I now do when I plan out my weekly schedule. I usually try to do it on Sunday so that I can plan for the upcoming week. So the first thing that I am putting on my calendar for the week are my family non-negotiables. So these are appointments or carpooling or or whatever I have to do that is a non-negotiable, that there will be a big negative 
consequence or side effect if I don't do these things. These are not things that would be nice. These are things that I, in my role in our home, I want to do. And then secondly, I add my work commitments. So these are calls, board meetings, set appointments. Now for both of those, I'm actually writing down, I used to, so let's say the doctor's appointment is at five o'clock. I would write down five o'clock doctor's appointment. But now I'm actually writing 4.40, leave for doctor's appointment. And then the next event I put can't be until I could realistically be home from that event. It's actually being a more realistic schedule at the end of it because it is including travel time, um, anytime getting ready, organizing, or if you have a child that you need to be present while they're getting ready for a certain thing that you're going to be taking them to. It's just really adding those buffers in that time that we think, oh, I have two minutes left. I can really, I can like squeeze in a quick live uh, while I'm waiting for my kid to get ready. Well, that doesn't, at least in our house, that doesn't work. So adding in that buffer time was really helpful for me. So the third thing, and this is what I wasn't adding in the past. I would add my commitments, where I'm driving, um, calls, and all that extra time in between. I just figured, well, I'll just work during that time. Well, we all know what happens when you don't plan and it's, it's planning to fail. What I did this time was I added in specifically what I was doing during that downtime between appointments. This is time I needed to sit at my desk and actually do work on my business, like client follow-up or updating paperwork, uh, recording podcasts, writing content, social media, all that kind of stuff that you tend to just throw in when you get a chance. And the after effect was dramatic that I actually did the things that I set out to do. And I also came into the realization of how long a lot of things truly take. And I'm not talking about just the work time, that if that if you say you're sitting down for three hours to work, it's not actually three hours because you get up, you take a break, and all that's fine, but you have to plan for that. Designating some breaks, time to eat, because then you actually are planning a realistic schedule of what's actually going to happen. So I designated time on my calendar for all those specific tasks, the things that I for sure want to get done in the week, what I was working on, when I was going to work on it. Um, And then that way, like if I finish a call, like we have a mastermind call for the impact group, I figured in the time after the call that I would do any follow-up, any updating of any of our notes. Then I knew after that what was coming up so I wouldn't just go out of my office and go grab a snack and kind of wander around and then settle back down I knew exactly what I was supposed to work on next it just makes that free time less tempting to go scroll or switch laundry or anything like that it also helped me realize that if I avoid something on the calendar for that day there may not be another slot later in the week to do it when I plan out all those little chunks throughout the week, I know what's coming up. So I can't just assume, let's say I don't record the podcast on Monday when I have it scheduled. Normally, then I would just assume, oh, there'll be time later on in the week that I can do it. But surprisingly, um, there isn't. And if you already have everything else scheduled, 
then you get all backed up if you don't do the one thing when you need to do it. So for me, it was a lot more accountability to get it done when I wrote it down instead of just winging it and figuring I'll find time to do it. And it will help you to prevent that winging it mindset. And winging it is really not a high level way to manage your time or your business. So we're really trying to avoid trying to avoid that at all possible. I want to mention that this does not mean you're planning every single minute for work. So like I said before, it's balancing your day, allowing for planned breaks, giving a buffer for some, you know, unpredictability, but also helping yourself stay on schedule. It was also a lot easier for me to check out at night because I knew I was done for the day. I did the things that I said I was going to do so I could check out. I wasn't as tempted later at night to get back on my laptop or feel guilty that I felt like I didn't do enough. I could rest easy knowing at least for that day I did what I said I was going to do. The other great thing about this is if you have trouble getting things done Doing things this way, you know you're doing the most important things with the time you do work instead of just doing that busy work and wondering why nothing is ever done. That that tends to be that feeling of I'm always working or never working because you're not always working on the most important things. As a side note too for setting yourself up for success, I've mentioned this in podcasts before, but I would designate where you're going to work and if you can't find concentrated effort when you're on the couch or in a high traffic area of the house, don't sit down to work there. If you worked in an office building, you wouldn't choose to work in the break room. And that's like what it is when you work at the kitchen table and you have kids that are coming and going and you would never do that in an office building. You would go back to your office space to do the work. It's kind of like in college. If you went to the library and sat in the general area, it was kind of like social hour. When you wanted to get work done, you went down to a study carol where you could actually concentrate. So when things are kind of nuts like they are right now, if you find time to work, you want to work and get your stuff done, especially if you're not very motivated or you're just kind of feeling lackluster about getting stuff done, use your time wisely. Don't sit somewhere where you know you're going to have a hard time concentrating. If you get tempted by things, don't put them around you. We're adults and we know what our temptations are and we need to lessen any exposure to those temptations if we can. Give it a try. Set up when, where, and what you'll be working on. If you're the type of person that puts everything in your planner and doesn't follow through on it, any of you? You have big grand plans that doesn't necessarily come come to fruition. Uh, put reminders on your phone so that after that call, when you're tempted to just start scrolling, you're going to get a reminder on your phone and a little ding that it's time to do another activity. Is it annoying? Absolutely. But is it effective? Yes. So do the things you need to do, annoying or not, to get your stuff done. So let's address the question next of how do you know what to work on? So maybe you're planning out your week. Maybe you're just planning out your day. How do you know what you need to be working on next? So when you're feeling overwhelmed or short on motivation and time, like a lot of us are right now, less decisions are better. Keeping a hit list of one to three things you really want to work on or get done in a day is so smart. But I am talking little small things, simple steps, something you can complete in 30 minutes or less. The smaller, 
the better. And I'm not just saying anything, like any step, as long as it's small is good, it's not. Um, You want steps that are getting you either closer to your goal or fulfilling commitments to your clients. The things you need to be doing right now, if you don't have a lot of time to work, you need to work smart. Find one to three things that you need to get done today. People in the impact group, you already have your action step list that's going to get you to your goal. So you guys have it real easy because you can just take the top three things on your action step list and those are your that's your working list. Keep the big list away. Just pick the things that are the most urgent, the most important, or the things you really just need to get off your list. So when you do find time to work, or you check your schedule, then you don't have to wonder what needs to be done because we spend so much time just with decision making and over and back and forth and what should I work on and you know it's it's hard. So if you don't have a lot of time, you don't want to have to be questioning them all. So just pick your hit list and it doesn't matter out of those 1 to 3 which you do, just pick one and do it. Flip a coin. If you've already decided that these were your most important for the day, then don't spend time thinking about it. Just do one of them, just one at a time. If you finish all three, awesome. Then go to your master list and grab another one. Just get those three things done. And if that's something you guys need help with, um, I do coaching calls on that all the time where we take your goal or the project you're working on and we just break it down into small action steps it just takes so much decision making out of the process and just makes it so much easier and if you guys get behind on your schedule which we all do and right now especially if you're doing e-learning at home or all of a sudden you know something unpredictable happens which you know can't imagine that in 2020 if that happens no new projects If you are behind on your schedule, you don't get to start something new. If you're tempted, message me and I will get you back on track. (laughs) This is the time to show up for your clients and do what needs to be done, not the time for shiny objects. If you have something that you think is going to be a real big boost for your business, that is great. There is definitely a time and place for that. But if you are way behind on billing and haven't even billed half of your clients recently, that needs to come first before you start something new. In some of our impact calls, um, so the impact group is a group that is a mastermind group. We have three mastermind groups within the larger group and we set quarterly goals and then we meet twice a month for me to remind them what their quarterly goal was and to remind them what their most recent action step was. Then we go through, did they get a chance to do that action step? What got in their way or what feedback do they need on it? That kind of thing. So they're getting that accountability and they have the action steps. But what I've been noticing lately is a lot of the members are just trying to maintain. They're just trying to keep their head above water. Um, Some of them are growing immensely, but others right now, this is just a season of maintenance. And I just want to say that there is nothing wrong with that. We do not always every single day need to be growing necessarily. You may already have a full client roster, which is the case for a lot of the impact members. They don't have room for any more clients. So they're just trying to keep up with who they have at the time. Or maybe you're letting a new strategy play out and you're watching the analytics. That's a great time to just maintain so that you can get a true read of what's happening. You may have so much in your home life that's draining you 
that you just want to keep the customers you have so that you can pay your bills and maybe squeeze in a nap. All of that is perfectly fine. So in that case, it is important to get done what you need to get done. If that's where you're finding yourself right now and that's the season you're in, I want you to make a list of your top five tasks that you need to do on a weekly basis to keep your customers happy, your finances in order, and your public presence active. So keeping your customers happy, keeping your financials in order, and keeping your public presence active. None of the fluff. So just pick your top five tasks or activities you need to do every week to keep your business where it is. So why is this important? When you don't feel like doing anything, this way you don't have to make as many decisions. You can pick from this short list and still be productive. And if these five things aren't done, don't let yourself start something new that may feel more exciting, but is really just a distraction. Like maintaining is, that's not a bad thing. Sometimes it's, it's really just what you need. So pick your five activities that need to get done every month in order to maintain. And that's what you're going to focus on. If you do all five of those things, then you can add more, but it's not always necessary all the time. And right now, we need you to be present. So if that's what it takes, then then that's what you can do. So just as a recap, the three different suggestions are to map out your week, but not just map it out, but really designate time for your activities, start and stop time, where you're going to be working, when you're going to be working, and really trying to stick with that and audit as you go along what didn't work so that you can adjust it for the next week. Secondly, have a hit list of one to three items that you're going to be working on that day. Very, very small, super small, little quick steps that you can just take when you find yourself with motivation or time to work. And then lastly, If you're in a season of maintenance, then pick your five tasks that you need to do every week and focus on those first. And when when those are complete, then you can move on to more. If you do need help, I mean, right now we all need support in our business and our home life. I'm here for you guys. And we have a great group of driven, ambitious women that are really real. There's no mean girls in the group. It's, It's a really great group. Uh, the Impact Membership Group. If you guys are at all interested, I have a link in the show notes and we will keep you accountable in a gentle but nudging way to get your stuff done. If you'd like to join, we are opening up our membership in the month of September for new members for quarter four. And so if you want your quarter four to be your best best quarter of 2020, now's the time to join. All right, everyone. Take some action, go make your lists, and prepare for success for this week. Have a great day, everybody, and go get back to work.